What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast. Shit, I lost my train of thought. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast, where we shit. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so that the average person can go from feeling shit. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so you What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so that the average person can feel incredible. Shit. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so that the average person can feel and shit. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz podcast, where we... Now I'm getting worse. Hey... What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast, where we... What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fitz Podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so that the average person can look and feel incredible. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. Where did I leave off? All right, another week, another podcast. But before, all right, another week, another podcast. Before we get into the topic today, I just want to take a second to thank everybody who took that time last week. Shit. Yeah. All right, another week, another podcast. Before we jump in, though, I do want to take a second to thank everybody that took the time last week to leave a review, all five stars. I really appreciate it, guys. It really does help out the show. So if you didn't get the chance to last week, take that five seconds, go ahead, drop that five star or one star. If you really don't like the show, any review helps, but yeah. And if you guys want to connect, because I see a lot of on these statistics, I see a lot of people from different places, a lot of different countries. 
go ahead and share it on like when you share it on Instagram or something, tag me. I'd love to get to know you. I'd love to connect over social media in any way, shape or form because you guys are awesome. So thank you. And let's keep those uh, shares. Let's keep those ratings coming. Let's keep those shares and reviews coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. On to today's topic, returning from injury. I really wish I didn't have to do this episode because injuries suck. Nobody likes them. I wish they didn't have to happen, but life happens. I recently had a client that got in a car accident. Thank God she's okay. Um, I had a friend who busted his ankle, non-contact injury, playing uh, soccer, I believe. And yeah, so not good. And I wish that this could have been prevented, but again, shit happens as Forrest Gump would say. Um, yeah. So let's just dive right into it. So I'm going to give you guys three steps. So I'm hoping you're never in this situation, but if you are, if you know a friend who is, hopefully this can help. So step one is get clearance. And that is from the surgeon. If surgery was required from the physical therapist. Okay. Those are the two big ones, especially when it comes to musculoskeletal injuries. Okay. If it's, um, something internal, like something related, like surgery wise, again, check with the surgeon. If you have like a, uh, a, G- a general practitioner, I believe it is. <laughs> I got to get my girlfriend on one of these episodes. She knows all the people to talk to, but basically any medical professional that is involved in your care, in your recovery, get their sign off, make sure you're good to go. Because that's the foundation. If you're not in the right place to rebuild, then it's kind of pointless going into step two and three. So step one, get that clearance. Step two is find a good trainer or facility where they have a lot of good trainers and make sure they know what the hell they're doing so that you can have the best recovery possible. Now, I when I first started training, the place that I trained at for six years before going off on my own, um, Gabriel Fitness and Performance in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, they were incredible when it came to returning from an injury when it was kids or, or adults. And it was a very, very good environment to learn that sort of thing. But unfortunately, there's not a lot of gyms like that around. They are few and far between because uh, a lot of gyms just don't have it down. And it does suck, but having somebody in person and actually watching you do the movements, making sure that everything is good to go is huge when it comes to recovery, when it comes to doing what you got to do to get back to 100%. Because when you go to PT, their goal is to get you walking and get you out the door, not necessarily to be 100% pain-free or to be uh, living your best life, feeling incredible. Like that's just not their, their step. That's not what they're there for. They need to get you moving, make sure you're okay and get you out the door because there are a lot of people that need PT. There is a not enough resources financially. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for a lot of facilities. They got to get you moving and they got to get you out. (laughs) So I got a lot of friends that are PTs, Kairos, and love them to death. They do a hell of a job, but it, these are factors. Um, then let me see, did I miss anything on step two? 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Find somebody good. <laughs> okay. Make sure they have a little bit of background working with people. And this will bring us into number three, which is communication. And that goes both ways. When it comes to an injury of any kind, communication is huge. Now, I remember being a personal trainer starting out like years one through three or four, where I really had no clue of what I was doing. A lot of times I saved my ass by saying, does that hurt? How does that feel? (laughs) And you could do a lot of good just by asking those questions. Or if your trainer asks you answering honestly, because if you avoid pain and you improve on areas that you can improve on without pain, more times than not, that ends very, very well. So you want to find those moves or tempo or range of motion, all these things that play a role in the move hurting or not hurting. You want to make sure that you have it down. Okay. When it comes to movements, if a certain movement does not feel right, if it doesn't feel good, then do not do it. So let's say you're on your own. Like maybe you don't have the financial means to hire like an in-person trainer. A lot of people don't. I mean, it is a luxury. So let's say you're on your own and you're doing something like deadlifts and you just had some sort of a low back injury. Now I'm not going to get specific because every injury is different. Everybody else is different. And it'd be kind of, I guess, negligent to give like a blanket statement on how to fix low back pain. But This is just a specific example that I've seen work in the past. I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, but it's the concept that I'm really getting at here. So me personally, I busted my back lifting, felt a pop when I got it looked at. No definitive thing. It was probably like a cartilage thing, but either way, I could not walk without like some sort of a limp for maybe, I think it was like two to four weeks. And when I got back, I had somebody a friend of mine who is an amazing, amazing chiropractor. He's not one of those like snap, crackle, pop guys, sign up for a package. I'll give you a deal. No, he's like, I'll, he, he showed me the way, made sure we were doing it correctly so I could get back to my full self. And that was Justin Rabinowitz of strive to move, strive the number two and move. So he's also in New Jersey. Um, if you, Google it pops right up. He just moved into a new office. I'm pumped for him because the place looks sweet. But anyway, he walked me through the basics of how to take it from me feeling like I can't pick up a pencil to, I think I, like before the injury, I was deadlifting somewhere around like 405-ish off the floor. And then after working with him, like six months later, I was beating that already. So And I completely chalk it up to his supervision and guidance when it came to that, because with the corrective exercises that we were doing and controlling for certain factors made a huge, huge difference. One of those being range of motion. So in my specific case, I had a big issue with when I would hinge. So for those of you that don't know, like hinging versus squatting, Hinging your knees don't really move, but they do bend. So your butt goes back, your femur sits back behind your knee, and then you feel it all in the glutes and the butt, just like you like do a normal deadlift. Past a certain point, 
that spot would go zing. And I was like, oh, nope, nope, nope. So after like a week or two of like doing body weight, just making sure that I got the motion down pain-free, then we moved to the barbell. Now that it, there's something to be said for that because when I did the pain for, or when I did the body weight stuff, that was a lot of repetitions and a lot of good repetitions because in certain exercises or sorry, in certain situations, like with low back pain, sometimes it forces you to only do it correctly because if you move into a bad position, sometimes that's what causes the pain all over again. And sometimes it could be like a blessing in disguise. For me, it was because it was like, do the right form or it's going to hurt. So after doing that body weight for many, many, many repetitions over a couple of weeks, moved to the barbell, but didn't go right to the floor. Okay. That's the biggest mistake when people come back from injuries is going right back to the exact same thing that they were doing that got them there in the first place. If it happened in the gym and we started from a very, very elevated position. So we did what are called rack pulls, basically the exact same motion, except you get cut off at a certain point. So we started, um, in the rack and we put the safety bars, like those bars that stick out to catch the bar. If like you're squatting and you fail at the bottom, or if you're benching and you get stuck, those are the bars that help catch the weight. We set them up so that they were about knee height. So that by the time I hinged and the bar hit the, um, the safeties, that would be about like mid thigh area. And then I would have a cap. I think we stopped at like 275 pounds or maybe 315. And once I hit that, so I wasn't able to get that week one, I probably got, I think it was only like 135. So like a 45 on each side for a set of five or six and yeah, five or six of those. And that's all I could do. And he's like, all right. So when you get to 225 or 275 pain-free, all the reps, no problem take it down a level. And that's pretty much the system we followed. Every single time I hit that weight, the 275 or whatever, it would, we'd go, we'd drop those safety bars down one notch and see what I could tolerate. And then we just worked it down and down and down until I could get to the floor. And by the time I got to the floor, not only was I pain-free, I was pretty much exactly back to where I was, which is a lot more than a lot of people can say when they take the other approach of just jumping right back in. Okay. Um, and yeah, and doing the right corrective exercises, that's a huge, huge part because a lot of people, when they get jacked up in the gym, it's one faulty movement two going way too heavy or doing too many repetitions and three imbalances. And when it comes to imbalances, like there's, you see it a lot when it comes to like the external rotators of the hips, like certain people, their core just is not strong enough, like because they've been doing crunches when they should have been doing planks and hollow holds and side planks and carries, but they just stuck to the crunches, crunches till you die or side bends and all that. Okay. It's a different kind of core strength when it comes to lifting correctly and lifting heavy, but I digress. <laughs> uh, so yeah, communicate, communicate, communicate. There is no substitution for having a really good relationship with your trainer whether that's online or whether that's in person, always talking because if they don't know the problem, they can't help. And then if you tell them and they don't really know how to answer it or they can't help you out and they don't show you the way, then it's like, okay, that's a sign. I should probably find somebody else. <laughs> so 
That being said, find somebody good, talk a lot, and make sure to get clearance from your PT and surgeon and anybody else that is involved in the process. Avoid pain at all costs. Do what you can and kick ass at it. That's pretty much all all you need to do. If I'm going to leave you with anything, that's the one rule. Find what you can do pain-free and kick ass at it and then go from there. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. If it was, and you have a friend or family member that you think could benefit from it, maybe they're hurt, they're coming back to the gym, send it their way. That way, you know, they have good information and they stay healthier for longer, fingers crossed. (laughs) So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys next time.